Dude, Joe Rogan used to sell fleshlights out of his closet, so... What? She can't fight. <laughs> Are you a male feminist? Yeah. This is truly the first time I've respected your opinions. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 welcome to episode 29 of A Fighting Chance. I'm Jared, and of course... We have Salvador the Ox Garcia. This is a very exciting edition of A Fighting Chance. We're coming at you on a Sunday, fresh off of UFC 286. We couldn't wait. We, uh, I don't know, you know, you never know how, how today is going to feel. You know, you come off of, uh, we've got, we've had some losses, you know, losses as far as our, uh, our, uh, you know, the people we root for, sometimes we wake up sad the next day, and you just don't want to be in front of a microphone talking about somebody you love losing. But this is not that day. Is this is this that day, Sal? Look at me now. <laughs> you all doubted me. Headshot dead. I mean... Head... No, no, no. No, no, no. Headshot dead. Headshot dead. Headshot dead. <laughs> Literally... Awesome. That's all I've heard for four days now. Yeah, and it doesn't it's, even make sense because like it's not like he did it again. He's <laughs> just that's how crazy it was. Dude, my favorite was uh, at the press conference. Kamara was like, "They don't even like you. They just love London." And they're just yeah. all like, "Head short, dead." Head short. <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't think he's right on this one. Like this time, yeah. I really think, dude, it's because it's because of his story. I mean, it's such an underdog story, and people can relate to it. And I really believe." Somebody who was once booed going out against Gunnar Nelson is now the people's champ in London and all over the, the UK in general. Yeah. It's almost like, how could you not like him? I can't just, believe he was booed at the O2 against Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gunnar was, uh, you know, Gunnar was on a rise. He's from Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. UK fans are weird. You, you experience this <laughs> firsthand. Hey, yeah, I, he, I think, yeah, they are weird. They are very weird. Colby Covington said it the best. Um, they have terrible weather, um, not attractive women, and bad food. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, what a night, right? Actually, not even a night. What an afternoon, I guess, because I had a whole other day after Leon Edwards retained the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you go out clubbing? I, yeah. <laughs> I flew to London. It was like headshot. <laughs> Sounds like on a first class flight. Just yeah. he 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 just gets a private jet all the way to London. He's like, I'm Leon. I'm in the club showing people highlights. Like, look at the knee he landed. Look at this. <laughs> you went straight to Birmingham yeah. and just partied with Leon's mom. No, dude, I was just. I'm glad that uh, one. It wasn't boring. Because it could have very well end up being, you know, Usman just uh, holding Leon the whole time. And and to that, like, it was pretty uh, unanimous across the board. Like, he won the fight. There's no, you know what I mean? Like, it was a nice ending to this whole trilogy. Even with the point taken away. Even with the point. Which Mike Bisping was... was heavily defending, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Dude, they... Oh, I want to be so positive right off the bat. I don't want to. I don't I want to just shit on just, the commentators. I think he was excited that there was a champ, and it's in London, and I'm pretty sure he was drunk, and that's all it is. You know, he was just he's having a good time, I guess. That, but is that okay? Uh, when you're Michael Bisping, I think it's okay. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> on that card specifically, I think it's whatever. You all know, right, let's. Home. You know what? For once, I'm not going to take it out on Bisbing. I'm going to okay. say the big mistake was putting DC with him once again. Yeah, that was a weird. It's always weird. It's yeah. always weird. It would have been better. Obviously, we want John Anik there every time, especially for a pay-per-view. Mm. Keep Bisbing because he's the, you know, the Lon- London's first uh, or, you know, England's UK's first champ. Yeah. Um, keep him there and then throw our good friend Paul Felder in there. Exactly, or like Laura Sanko. Him and Laura have good chemistry, but I don't. What's know up with you and her. Laura Sanko? Are you a Are you a male feminist? Yeah, that's what. It is. <laughs> Dude, you need to listen to more Jordan Peterson. I do. <laughs> I gotta start wearing uh, three piece tuxedos to like casual events. 
No more Brett Weinstein for you. More Jordan Peterson. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Dude, um, did you laugh at any BCA commercials that John Anik was doing after last what, week? What is that? BCA? Branch chain amino acids. They're like literally the building blocks of protein. Like, okay, so to be a complete amino acid, you have to have, I believe, three of the eight building blocks of amino of amino acids because mm-hmm. amino acids is what make protein. And without the three main ones, and those three ones I think are only found in animal products, you can't, like to be a vegetarian and get those, this is, you know, a little controversial there, but to get all three of the, like the main building blocks of those, you have to like pair a bunch of, uh, like beans mixed with like quinoa mixed with like a, another lagoon to get those building blocks, which make up BCAAs. And that's why it's, people supplement with it. But um, yeah, it's a very large uh, product when it comes to supplementing and uh, sports medicine. And it's, it's super popular, but I truly believe it does absolutely nothing. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's a better sponsor <laughs> than Condom Depot. It was uh you know, they used to have that back in the day. So I guess they're upgrading. Dude, Joe Rogan used to sell fleshlights out of his closet. So what? 100% when Joe Rogan's podcast started, uh. you could, he was a huge sponsor for fleshlights, which really? let's do you know what a fleshlight is before yeah. we move on? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to explain it. On the <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Joe Rogan wow. used to just sell them out of his closet. That's what. I mean, I think that might be an exaggeration, but he probably had like a warehouse of them that he had people shipping out them out of. Dude, you got to make money, man. You just got to do what you got to do, you know? When I lived uh, in L.A., there we had a we had a warehouse filled with like the band gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that storage unit, there was a few storage units that were just filled with uh, protein powder. And it was literally just like models and influencers that were like affiliates of that company and they just had boxes of supplements mm-hmm. that they, you know, post some Instagram pictures and be like, right. yeah, I, I sell this protein powder. Next thing you know, you live in the Valley and well, you know, in California, it's all it takes, pyramid man. Schemes. That's the, that is living the American dream. Yeah. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's the life. Yeah. Burning Madog has a, has, has a, you know, really dear place in my heart. Yeah. But, um, um, dude, back to this, I mean, back to dude. The, it was, so <laughs> I, through most of the card, you know, we, sometimes we text and we talk about certain fights or whatever. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, if first were, of all, ju- tell, uh, tell everybody, tell our fans, tell them the truth. Admit it. Okay. I mishapped. <laughs> I mishapped. I wasn't aware that the early prelims started at 1230. I read that prelims three and I just assumed that that was it. Everything started at three. So I missed the first two fights. Eh, this is after three. last week. Last week you gave everybody a heads up. You said early prelims. Early yeah, means. Yeah, but I meant like the card is early. early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not 12.30 in the afternoon. Or, <laughs> like I was, you know. I felt bad. When you texted me, I was like, damn, I should have texted Sal early and be like, yeah, the card's getting ready to start. Yeah. I missed fights I wanted to see too. Like I wanted to see Joanne Wood. I wanted to see uh, Jai Herbert. Uh, and I wanted to see Dan Hardy's wife, who I saw landed like a nasty head kick. But you didn't want to see Juliana Miller. No, 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 Dan Hardy's wife. I wanted not Juliana Miller. Not really. I'm not like particularly excited by. Dude, she um, she can't fight. <sighs> <laughs> How about uh, this car, huh? How about this great? <laughs> London, great energy in the arena. I'm not, and, uh, dude. I really wasn't that into it. Yeah, it was a weird I, card. Um, and that's yeah, that's my point. I was getting to like every time I would send you a text like, "Oh, that fight was crazy," you'd be like, "He sucks." Or, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was, right, I was, I was also completely messing with you. Yeah. I texted you that Justin Gage he sucks. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna stop talking to you, bro. Like, <laughs> this is going nowhere. Uh, but yeah, weird. I'm sorry. Uh, there's like no momentum on this card. Uh, but so the the main card was pretty good. It it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it, but I did feel a lack of energy. I didn't know if it was due to the like the time of when it started. Mm. Um cuz it was a it was a beautiful day out and yeah. it's a it's daytime, you it's light in the house. 
And um, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like pay-per-view energy. It, it's got to be like nighttime. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It just didn't – it lacked something for me. Um, yeah, it is. I think it's the the fact like this is the last thing you're sitting down to do for the day. Like this is the big event kind of. I feel like when it ends early, then you're like, oh, okay. You know, usually you just go to sleep. Well, what now, did you do? You said you said you had a whole another half of your day afterwards. Well, not really. It was eight o'clock, <laughs> but I mean, it's different than just going to bed because it's two in the morning and you're tired. Yeah. Uh, we had dinner and you know it was nice. Did you buy a flashlight from Joe Rogan? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. All right. Um, I did a stream afterwards. It was like that early. Oh, I did a. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was fun. But dude, I really like for me. All I kept saying is, this is all building up to the main fight. Yeah, it was top heavy, the card. Definitely for sure. For sure. Uh, but it wasn't like it was a bad prelims. Like, uh, I'm looking at it now. The my Makayev looked really great. I don't know how. You, you were watching by then, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know how okay. his leg didn't either snap or how he didn't tap. Uh, Did you but, see the video of him supposedly tapping in the first round? Really? There's so video of, of him when his shoulder's in a, a weird position. And there's, uh, there's like, a footage from a fan. And people are saying it looks like he tapped there. Fans are snitches, bro. <laughs> You're in the heat of a fight. I mean, come on. Um, no, I think he's a complete savage. He's, like, to not tap in that end. I mean, his leg was literally getting snapped off. Yeah, I mean, savage and, like, a little bit stupid. Because uh, if you want to, <laughs> his whole thing is to like be the, I understand toughing it out and respect for toughing it out, but yeah, I mean, if you want to be the youngest champion, this is not going to be like a minor setback. This, his legs look pretty done for. Um, and your shoulders already hurt. I don't know. I still think he can go very far because he looked super impressive. Um, don't you think Pantoja would have ripped his leg off in that posi- position? Well, that's Pantoja. That's well, that, but that's beast. my point. No, but that's my point. Is Makayev wants to be at the top, and if he was facing, yeah, I don't think anybody. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel you. He was good on the ground, but he's obviously he's not. Uh, he also had it wasn't like it was kind of like a modified uh, version. It was you know it wasn't super clean, so he was kind of, he was struggling to kind of finish it. But I, still, that was you know it was pretty locked in. Yeah. Um, the other thing on the card that had me like uh, was the Sam Patterson knockout. Uh, <laughs> that was scary for how long like the he re- was still out of it. That was bad. Dude, he landed more damage on Mark Goddard than like some of the fights. Yeah, dude. That was like, uh, I, this doesn't feel nice to watch. Like the dude is clearly out of it. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was heavy. This dude hits hard. Yeah, dude. Israeli strength. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, that was the, like the first shot he landed. It was funny because, um, I don't know. I watched uh, Sam Sam Patterson. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, so I was checking him out at like media day and that dude's confident. And yeah, he, he just had this like thing about him that you're just like, oh, I trust this guy. <laughs> really? hundred percent. I what? Because I, I remember I saw him, he came off a contender series. Okay. Uh, and I didn't like his energy going into the contender series. Uh, I feel like he kind of slid by in that fight, the one that he did have. Oh, and really? And the first thing I said when this fight, this fight started, I was like, his chin's too high up. He's going to get caught. And that's what happened. I mean, a lot of people either predicted, like, Sam to win in the second round, but they said this other guy could really crack in the first round. And, yeah. But I hadn't I hadn't heard of this other guy. And Me neither. It, yeah, I just so, knew that the level was definitely higher from whatever he fought on the contender series, and I saw uh-huh. there was definitely a lot of holes on the contender series. I, I just if you have holes and you're coming into your UFC debut, it's pretty normal. It's just the level of like how sure he was. You know, it was kind of like all right, you're still pretty new. You know. Yeah, I had like 15 parlays made with Sam. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there, and like they're starting, uh, you know, their little hype talk videos before the, while they're walking out. And the, this, what's his name? What's the other Yanal. guy's name? 
you know yeah. he starts talking and he's like fighting out of israel and i just go fuck <laughs> <laughs> like as soon, as soon as he said that i'm just like oh no okay. i'm betting against my own people right now like it yeah. just didn't feel it didn't feel right no. and um and he proved that i was wrong in that moment and, and that's why you got to do more research you can't just go off of some guy being like you know i like nando's <laughs> dude what about the <laughs> um the marvin vittoria roman fight did you feel like that was a robbery or fair okay or? in the moment i did but you go back and you actually get to go through the stats and you're just like all right roman can't win the fight based off of throwing an overhand right that's not really doing much yeah i feel like Marvin did look uh, improved from last fight, but Roman missed out on so much. Right. Uh, and and Marvin outstruck him in every round significantly. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's really just like a lack of experience in the striking for Roman. Because he, you know, he figured that if he touches, he figured out that he, when he touches people, they go out. But when you have to touch people multiple times, he's st- I don't think he's like, you know, he doesn't know how to mix it up right yet. It's still a lot of like one, one, two giant overhand. And... and- there is definitely something to be said for in every single division, the top five can take a punch. Oh, yeah. Like, it is really different. Marvin yeah, can a, take, Marvin's got a chin. He might have the chin of all time, dude, because I've seen that guy take a Paulo Costa head <laughs> kick and just uh, uh, keep going. Dude, Emily cannot stand watching Marvin fight. It's so funny. Yeah, it's it's so funny. She's like, he can't actually do anything. Nobody can just get him out of here. Like, she's like, literally, he's a cockroach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like the best way to describe him. He, he doesn't do anything particularly well. He's just there all the time. <laughs> he's just really good at being there. I don't agree that he could take out uh, uh, Alex, though. Bedeta? Yeah, that's what no. Marvin's saying. He's like he would match up really well against the current champion. No, I'm like, no. I don't, I don't know. Everybody about, I don't says know. that because of the grappling, but I mean, one left hook and it's night night. <laughs> that guy has otherworldly power. Yeah, but even with the kickboxing, like, how's Marvin gonna? He's not. Yeah. Look at how, look at what Robert Whitaker did to him. Right. And that was pretty much a kickboxing fight. They weren't wrestling. Right. Marvin yeah, but just, maybe maybe no Marvin wasn't gonna take down uh, Robert because Robert's he couldn't way take better. Down Robert. Exactly, yeah. but he he could probably take down Alex. I, he might With, catch a knee to the head, though. I mean, might it's might. not like Alex he, isn't working on and aware of you know takedowns and stuff. Dude, that would be the most upsetting champion. Marvin Vittori. <laughs> it really, it really would. Like, and I, he's a cool dude, but like, I don't. Sparza <laughs> was champion at one point, so that's okay, saying a point. lot. Good point. Okay, can you imagine Carla and Marvin being champions at the same time? On a card? <laughs> like they're the headliners. I would literally choose to watch Bellator instead that night. Oof, insulting. Dude, <laughs> uh, how good did Gunnar Nelson look? I mean, <sighs> spectacular. And, and I think at the end of the fight, yeah. um, I think he was kind of hinting at like, I'm done. I don't know. It didn't seem like he wants to come back. He's a, I mean, he's a pretty, uh, he's a legend. coach. Yeah. But he's doing a lot of coaching, isn't he? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't like know. coaching. And, uh, I feel like he goes around. I mean, he's he did uh, mention his team. He's very close with Connor, isn't he? Yeah. They kind of came up at the same time. I feel like a lot of Connor's style comes from Gunner. The, yeah. Their stance is very similar. Uh, obviously the grappling's not, grappling's not there, but. He needs to fight somebody better than Brian Barberina, though. Obviously, but I mean, it's not like Brian Barberina is a pushover. I mean, no, he, but Gunner looks really like they, good. But they didn't stylistically match up well for for Barberina. I don't know. I I watched live Brian Barberina manage to survive RDA for what, like two, three rounds. Uh, Gunner got him out of there in the first round. That's a good point. You know, uh, so point. I just think uh, obviously it's a grappler versus a striker matchup, but his grappling Looks is like next level grappling. It's you know, he made it look beyond easy. Did and you agree with the? the he got a performance bonus. Yeah, I think I agree. That looked great. But how did our uh, our Israeli Yanal not get one? Oh, I don't know, dude. I think yeah, I still think that everybody that 
I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that everybody that gets a finish should just yeah. Here's your damn 50k. There was a few weird decisions. I don't think the Marvin one was a weird decision after uh, further analysis, but mm. I do think uh, there's something to think about with the Lerone Murphy and uh, Gabriel Santos fight. Yeah. Yeah, because, he, uh, Gabriel Santos is great. Yeah, and that second round was for sure a submission attempt, and to not have that be on, on the scorecards is a little weird. Yeah. He would have broken his arm with another, like, Eight seconds, thirty seconds, and, and Gabriel definitely looked like throughout the whole fight like he wanted it a lot more than uh, Larone. And he was yeah. pushing the action. He was landing heavy for a uh, for a debut. He looked pretty great. Uh, sad for uh, Dusko. Yeah, that was a bummer. That was looking like it was going to be a good one too. Yeah, I I I think that uh that CLD is some potential for sure. Yeah. Yeah, even like his uh, just his kind of presence in the octagon uh-huh. is different. So there's some guys that are just like, all right, they, I don't know, they know something that that we don't, you know. It's, Dude, I knew when he started it. talking. Yeah. <laughs> when he started talking, I was like, man, that guy's got a cool voice. He's also huge. Yeah, I mean, his voice sounds huge. Yeah, he's huge. He's got like a very low timbre. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of decisions, hey. this is one that. I guess you could have predicted was going to go decision just off of toughness, but the Gaethje and Fazee fight. How do you feel about this? I think I, first of all, I love the fight. I thought it was awesome. I was have you, rooting have you gone for Fazee. Yeah. Huh? Have you gone back? Yes. All and right. I think that is that is the most violent fight that I ever seen. I've ever seen because the sound of the punches and the kicks that they were throwing, uh-huh. like you could hear it through the arena. You know, and this is not like a uh, prelim fight. This is just engaging. Right. So it was loud in there, and you could hear every shot. It was like, pop, pop, pop. They were throwing everything with real, real intent. Flying uh, knees from Fazeev. Yeah, dude, that was a badass fight. Uh, and Justin Gaethje just, you know, proved he's still the cream of the crop. I think that's all you could take away from it. I don't think Fazeev's stock drops anything from this, you know. Still new in the division. He put on a tough fight. That last round, he just slowed down. For sure. Um, but do you think that Justin won rounds one or rounds two? Or round two? Um, that, That's the question. Because for the, sure, he won round three. But do you think he won either one of round two or, or one or two? I think the damage just overall wins him this fight. More than like, you know. Like he really put it on Fazeev to a point where by that third round, he was destroyed. And that, I feel I, like that's how you should kind of measure, you know, like who cares what you did in round one if you're well, that's you barely how it, breathe at the end of the fight. But that's also how fights are scored. Damage is the number one criteria. He did a no, lot. His but, face was busted up. For sure, but they're not scored as a whole thing. They're scored rounds one, two, and three. I say you give Fazeev the first round. Second one's close. Third one's Gaethje. So it's kind of like whatever. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. The determining factor is the real damage that occurred at the end of the fight. Right, but dude, a judge gave Gaethje a ten eight in the third round. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know about a ten eight because he was still hitting him. It yeah, was definitely like, it was definitely not a great round for Fazeev. For Fazeev, right? Uh, but it wasn't like he was out of it. No, it was just showing his. Yeah, he didn't yeah, drop showing, him. There was no like. It was showing cardio struggles, which have happened before for him. Right, and the pace but, of that fight that they started off on was nuts. But, dude, there's times where fighters are dropped multiple times and they still don't give somebody a 10-8 round for that. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't agree with a 10-8, but I agree with Justin winning the fight just in general. But that 10-8 card is the only reason why Justin won the fight. Oh, well, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I got to rewatch saying, it. I was, I was I'm not saying very robbery. into the fight. I was, it was like, oh, my God, this is nuts. So I wasn't looking at scoring. I have to for go sure. back and rewatch it. I think his backflip won him the fight. (laughs) I also, I don't think it was a robbery. I think it was an incredible fight. Definitely fight of the night for sure. Um, Damage on, you know, the thing is, Fazib was hitting the uh, huge shots to the body. uh, You know, really good knees in the first two rounds. um, Doing way more effective work in that sense. But but his face, obviously, I think 
you know, looked way more damaged because there wasn't like yeah. any any blood on Justin and Fazeebo busted up. Fazeebo's kind of on the back foot most of the fight, so even just like visually, it looks like Gaethje's pressuring the whole time. Yeah. Even though well, so Fazeebo's is Leon. really great off of his. Well, that was yeah. different. Yeah, for sure. Because Kamara wasn't throwing back heat like Fazeebo was. Um, I thought that was a championship performance. He didn't like, you know, there wasn't major risks. Uh, he, I think the stat was 60% he landed, so super efficient. Just like everything he's throwing, he's going to land. Uh-huh. Uh, he had him hurt. He was stuffing the takedowns. Uh, I, I I thought he did great. You're talking about Justin or we, we're skipping? The Leon. Okay, I, cool. I thought we moved yeah. up to the... <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I felt like he was a little ashamed of the the obvious uh, yeah. fence grab. I could I could definitely hear it in his voice that he wished that that wasn't like a factor because now it's like a talking point. Yeah, well, and it made it seem closer than it was. For sure. Because that, that what makes it three two. What was um, the majority decision? Right? I, it was majority, but I still think that that I still think that that round was in certain judges a Leon round, which made it a nine nine. Like yeah, I think there's. If he right. wins that, he's winning the fight 4-1. Right, which I think that there's argument for that for sure. Yeah, so it just made it seem could, closer than it needed to be. Yeah, I think you could do Leon rounds one, three, uh, or rounds one, four, and five, cancel uh, three out, make that a draw, and then give Kamara rounds two, round two. Yeah. I think that that's fair. That's my score as somebody who didn't even see the fight. <laughs> <laughs> a real student of the game, this guy. <laughs> I had my uh, heart on the TV screen. But yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that he won. I feel like he's a great. Uh, he's a great champ. Like he, you know how he holds himself, how he yeah. fights. It's it's like the picture perfect champion. Yeah, he's not a douchebag. That's um. Exactly. That's what makes it perfect. <laughs> like right off the bat, we're already uh, we've already stepped up about fifty points. Yeah, and he, he's getting better every fight, you know. And he's there's he's had fights where he's uh, a lot more, I guess, gun shy. Not that he wasn't, he was kind of gun shy in this fight. Um, but he, you know, it was a classically on Edwards performance in my eyes. What did you uh, did you watch the press conference? Uh, I started watching some of it. I did, did you see. Hear- yeah, I think I know what you're gonna say. Don't let him bully you, son. What? It, oh, what that? is that? Dude, you didn't hear that? Oh, the the pre-fight press conference? What was one? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Pre-fight. I saw that. Dude, dude. Don't let him bully you, son. He said that like Don't let him bully you, son. Dude, he was like really I felt like that had to have been getting under Leon's skin in that moment. It sounded like Usman did it and then was like, "Oh, wow, this is a really good impression." And then they just kept doing it. Cuz it was. It was. It was scary. I, I don't. Close. I don't like Usman, but no, that no, was. What a... are you saying? <laughs> it, it was, was really. It was really good. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got oh. something here. <laughs> it's like I see. <laughs> yeah, uh, and after the fight too, he was like pacing around the cage, and I was preparing for like the most obnoxious post-fight speech of all time. But I gotta give credit. Uh, he handled it pretty well. Like he, you know, he gave his respects to the champ. He wasn't like complaining about the decision. Uh, I do got to say, I don't agree that he, they're going to do a fourth fight. I don't see why at this point. Well, I mean, he'd have to work back up to the title, but even then, like who wants to see that fourth fight? I mean, if, if Leon beats three people and Kamara beats three people, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. If Leon has beat three people at, at 170, especially if it's the lineup of people that he's going to have to beat. Yeah. For those three people, I don't mm-hmm. think he stays at uh, welterweight. I think that's they're, they're talking like super fight with Islam or something. At one seventy, that, that would be people, at one seventy, right? But they that would be he's fighting whoever that person is instead of Usman. Like I don't think Usman's gonna want to stay around for another three four years. You know. Um. What was I gonna All say? right. If if Leon beats Colby, Shavkat. Balal, if he gets a shot, like this is a murderous ho- row of people. And, no, he could take out both those guys tomorrow. I think the Colby fight and the Balal fight are both wins for Leon. Shafkat, I have no clue though. I think the Colby fight's gonna be harder than Balal. 
Yeah. But Shavkat, though. That's the guy. I think there's a chance that Colby's harder than Shavkat. Colby's insanely skilled. But it's... it's Shavkat it's definitely showed... the relentlessness showed... of Shavkat, though. And, like, violent relentless. Like, Colby doesn't really hit hard. Uh, his wrestling's kind of like chain wrestling. It's it's not like I'm going to take you down and dominate. It's like I'll take you down, you get up, and we do it. So it's more tiring, but Shavkat is going in there to kill you. It's a different... <laughs> Shavkat, like, you know, I mean, he has, what, 16 finishes? Yeah, dude. He's just never give not Sha- had a finish. Just give Shavkat the championship right now, then, based off of what you just said. I mean, I won't mind seeing him beat up a law. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine with that matchup. Dude, can we just give anybody that like can beat up Bilal for like the next ten Bilal fights? Just make him the gatekeeper for for title <laughs> shots. <laughs> like you're good, we get it, but we don't yeah, want to see don't him fight ever... for that belt, guy. No, dude, I really don't want Bilal to ever be the champion. I know how good he is; he could definitely be the champion someday. And, and you know, I didn't like him, like his personality at first, but I, I've heard him and listened to him more. He's a he's a nice guy. It's it's fine. It's not him personally. It's just how he fights. Is so incredibly obnoxious and not like a in a dominating way. It's like other See, than the Brady fight. That's why this is the best podcast. You don't like his fighting. I don't like when he talks. Yeah, there you go. Both so sides. that's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just shut up and get out of the octagon. Yeah, dude. Um, but book him on the podcast so we can chat about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll bring it up. I'll be like, I hate you personally, but. Uh... <laughs> Please. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, I don't have much because I know this is just kind of a little recap, but maybe the, to to end everything off, I thought it was pretty cool that Anderson Silva finally got inducted to the Hall of Fame. I think it's about damn time. Don't say it. Come on, Anderson. <sighs> Come on. Every time. <laughs> Without fail. <laughs> you're, you're the one that sets me up for it. I don't think about doing it, and you just go, don't do it. It's because it's when you pause like that. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you could say the most vile thing in the world or give some insight on the fight. Who knows? So it makes I've the heard, podcast exciting. I heard that Anderson smells really bad. Are you, is, that, is that genuine? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> Who um, knows? You know what's your okay? What is your most uh, what's your what's your favorite memory of Anderson Silva? Uh, my favorite Anderson Silva memory, cause well, I wasn't a fan when he was in his prime. By the time I saw Silva, it was him losing the last two Weidman fights. Um, but from everything I've watched after, I think that the Forrest Griffin knockout is like just that's like his his peak. Nice. Um, and that wasn't even for the middleweight belt, I don't think. That was like a one-off 205 fight, I think. But, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the spider was I just, uh, really good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. On. It's hard to explain because he just he did things in there that, like, no one else has been able to do like that, you know? Uh, Emily was really impressed with the the front head kick like the, oh, the, yeah. the that they showed last night she was, she was like whoa <laughs> yeah like that like who had ever front kicked somebody to the face yeah you like, just you know you just pulled that out in the middle of a world championship fight i mean it was a problem and that's it still a good me- irks those me are good memories Jake paul won that fight mm, not so a good memory not no. a good memory <laughs> it's like that's the last memory i have of anderson silva fighting is losing to jake paul so mm. Those are but, good memories. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> you have anything else, my man? What memories on Anderson Silver from me? Oh yeah, 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 dude. I got some memories. What's up? I think my favorite memory is uh, when he was going through his house on an embedded, showing like like a little like cribs episode of his house on mm-hmm. when he was the champion. Um, he accidentally showed uh, a, like some testosterone and some pills from a jacket. <laughs> That's my, nice. that is. That's hands down my favorite Anderson Silver memory. Nice. Have was, you ever uh, seen that? No, I haven't seen that. That's pretty. It's awesome, real. Though. Yeah, it's real. And like yeah. you can like just hear like how nervous he gets like when the camera like goes to it. Dude, I think my favorite. Sorry, sorry. It's real. No, it's awesome. 
Um, I think my favorite Anderson Silva moment is mm-hmm. after the leg break. He did like a video announcing that he was coming back. Yeah. And it's just Anderson, and he goes, "I back. I promise. <laughs> I back." Because he has like a really high voice. Yeah. That's still my no, favorite he, Anderson Silva sound bite. He does. Dude, did you hear um, Conor McGregor last week with uh, going on uh, the MMA Hour? Dude, I for... love that episode or that but interview. Did you, did you hear what was cut out from it? Mm, no. Oh, my goodness gracious. <gasps> what? Dude, so it was a live uh, interview that they came back for like later in the day, like, you know, Conor McGregor yeah, in studio. And they're in what they posted had a clip missing from it i noticed that they went to like another interview there was like what 30 minutes of it it was 30 minutes but there's like there's like 15 seconds cut out of it of the of the 30 minutes where he literally like looks over at his manager and then afterwards makes them cut out a clip from it oh i didn't notice that 100 percent, dude and you can go find it on another great mma channel uh mma joey he breaks down the the actual clip that's cut out Mm-hmm. And because um, a fan sent it to him, who was watching it live, who had it screenshotted, and it's him talking because uh, Ariel asks uh, Connor about uh, uh, fighting uh, Michael Chandler, and if he's back in the USADA pool because you have to be back oh. in for for being tested for six months uh, before you are eligible to fight, mm-hmm. and Connor literally starts you know stammering, stumbling over his words. Sounds, you know, much like I do when I talk and basically says uh, they have he goes, all all I need to give is uh, two tests, two test results. And that's not the same thing as being clean for six months. Yeah, you could give you could give two test results the week of the fight. And that's yeah. So that's complete. And then he like literally he like looks over at his manager like for like approval, like while he's saying it. And he's just like, no, we've, I've been in talks with USADA, and like, he's like, everything, I'm not back in, but all I have to do is give two test results. Man, I did see like Dana talk about, like, kind of dismiss, like, uh, yeah. don't talk about USADA. Like, I don't oh, talk yeah, about yeah, he, yeah. He said, call like, call Jeff, basically. And what does that mean? Like, I don't <laughs> deal with USADA anymore. What? What? Since when does he not? involved no, in dude, USADA. it's so he's not the one asked questions and that's why dude, the thing is they employ usada like the ufc yeah. employs usada so so why wouldn't he be part of that because it's all it's all just to legitimize the sport and make it espn appropriate and or make it you know be able to get bigger sponsors right. and bigger payday for them like they but the thing is to to say okay connor's our superstar and he doesn't have to be in the USADA pool. I mean, Henry Cejudo, because he's not a pay-per-view draw, like which he isn't. Like He doesn't get the kind of pay-per-view yeah. that Conor McGregor gets. So because he isn't, he has to be in the USADA pool, but Conor McGregor only has to give two test results. Uh, so he leaked something that was not yes. supposed and to then, be. And then as soon as he was done, he says, you got to cut that out. Oh, they got that, they got that live? Yes. You can, you can literally hear it on other people's channels because they have it cut. That's not good. Yeah. So like what you listen to and what I listen to, cause I wasn't listening live. I listened to like an hour later. Yeah, me too. I listen and I'm like, Oh, something's And then the next day I like something pops up on my, my algorithm and it's like a cl- cut out clip from the MMA hour with Conor McGregor in studio. And Oof, not a good look. No, that's dicey. It's that's dicey. Not- <laughs> As our I, good friend Brendan Schaub says, it's dicey. <laughs> dicey, man. That's dicey. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Bit, bit weird. Oh, uh, the, uh, he also called out Ariel at the end, which I kind of liked about the, uh, the oh, Dylan, Dylan Dennis, Dennis thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of going into like stop with this whole 10 Ariel thing or how yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. just, you know, kind of bask in the fact that you have made it, that you have your own platform. That you are the biggest MMA person or journalist in the sport, you know, like uh, step away from all that negativity. Just that's what of, he was saying. Yeah, that yeah, is what he was which saying. I thought was pretty cool from Connor, considering that's coming from Connor. Also, kind of like if Connor McGregor is telling you that, like maybe, maybe time to chill out, dude. Because uh, dude, I don't know, man. I don't dude think has a line. 
Did you not like when Ariel and Brennan were going out back and forth the last year? I thought it was cheesy. It's like when you're you're threatening Brendan Schaub, like he still wouldn't just demolish you. I like uh, I don't know. He has this false sense of. You don't yeah, think he ten eighted Patty Pimblet? But but what what do With you mean? With the text, like, the, text to, the, like, text just, the text receipts, the text receipts, man. What are you a middle schooler? You bringing out text receipts? <laughs> like just that all that drama stuff. I know he likes WWE and all that, but all of that in the end doesn't yeah. really help him at all. You know, it's like cold in the moment. Okay, you won ten eight, but then what? You just ruined another relationship with the biggest star or one of the biggest stars in the sport. I don't know. I think it's just I, too much out there. This is what I think, and I don't. I understand what you're saying, but for me, I grew up a huge Howard Stern fan, <laughs> and I love the element of like take no prisoners. But from, that's Howard Stern. You know, yeah, Howard Stern is a personality, and that's, I think Ariel's that been though. a personality. I bl- I honestly, as a fan, I I view Ariel as that. But he wasn't for so long. I don't like this like switch. You know, Ariel was never. He was a nice guy, and he, he had cool relationships with the fighters. And then in the last what two years, this is like Be- new persona came out. And it's like where'd this come from? I mean, because they know. tried to bury him. That's really why. <sighs> yeah, I just think it's a little. It looks a little, I guess, immature. I don't know. But just say, who can talk? He's the biggest guy in the sport. You know? Just say the truth, Sal. What? Just say how you really feel. What? It's because he's know. Jewish. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do this to me. Don't do this. No. <laughs> Whoa. This is not how you... We can't do this. <laughs> you can't do this. <laughs> I'm your ally. What's going on? No, I, I didn't say me. I said it's because Ariel's Jewish. That's not at all. <laughs> Come on, Sal. Come Just making, on. making things up now? <laughs> Dude, please. I needed that to be played this episode. Play it nine, like nine more. Headshot dead. Headshot dead. Well, yeah. No, dude, I, I know that that's, that's not the reason. I'm just, I'm just yeah. giving you a hard time. Um, I'm just joshing, <laughs> just joshing around. Yeah, but um, dude, this is I'm I'm really glad that we recapped this this fresh yeah. right after the card because it didn't it felt if I, honestly I we had a lot to unpack and I felt like I really this is the first I've really had a good conversation about it and if it was later in the week, who knows if I would have had the same uh, the same chutzpah. I thought you were going to say this is the first time I've had a good conversation with you. And I was like, really? It took 29 episodes for for one? This is the first time. This is truly the first time I've respected your opinions. (laughs) I'll step it up. I'm sorry. Jeez. No, that's not true. Um, Once again. But yeah, maybe we can uh, make this, uh, I don't know, a new Fighting Chance mainstay after these big cards. You know, just keep it fresh. We'll see. I mean, only if the fighter we're rooting for wins. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if Alex like, Pereira gets, like, dominated by Israel Adesanya, we might just cancel the episode for that week. And we'll just, we might cancel the whole podcast. Yeah, I'll just give up at that point. <laughs> it's not even worth it. <laughs> come on, Alex. Yeah, let's go. Come on, Alex. Come on, Alex. <laughs> Headshot dead! <laughs> Dude, the thing that I don't like about it is Leon and uh, Izzy have got the same manager. Tim Simpson. Yeah. And I, I like him. I don't mind Izzy. I don't mind him. It's just whenever he's fighting somebody that I do like, he gets more annoying. But, like, when he was fighting Marvin, I I liked Izzy. You know what I mean? It just depends who he's fighting. He should fight Kamara. <laughs> and then fight Francis. <laughs> yeah. They just take out each other. Dude, okay, last thing I'm going to ask you is how do you feel about the whole Drigas and Kamara thing? I thought that was hilarious. It's like, guy, he is—he was born in the continent. Like, what do you? I mean, Kamara's racist. Kamara's racist. That, those were racist remarks. I guess so. Yeah. That's like, there's no play. other way to work. There's literally no other way to look at that. If it was reversed, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. If it was a UK fighter, 
saying something about like oh like saying something like if it was a white UK fighter saying something about a a black UK fighter who was born in the UK, mm-hmm. think about that. Those are terrible things to say. Yeah, it's like it's also a weird thing to argue. Like when it, I mean, it's just factual. He's he's African. He was born there. He was raised there. That's what it is. Like, why are we comparing where people are from now? I, mean, I don't like it at all. Um, and then if you read Kamara's statement on paper about like if you know if my family was Chinese and I moved to Ch- like it's hits such a funny quote. Yeah. Right when you just read it. Well, but it was so kind I'm, of a th- what? Sorry, no, I didn't mean to cut you for it. No, no, I was just gonna say book Dorigas and Kamara. I like that fight right oh, now. Do it, book it. Yeah. Um, well, that say? was kind of like a theme throughout the week because. Uh, Essentially, that was his point with Leon and the the UK fans. Like, they don't love you. Uh, Leon wasn't, you know, he was born in the UK. But he's still, he's he's a UK guy. I mean. For sure. It's just where he was planted. He was raised there. That's home. As much as he respects his roots and all that. Dude. Do you know what hasn't been said on this episode? What? And I feel like you've just been ignoring the fact that I was 100% right about Colby Covington. Oh, yeah. All right, our clip's even doing good because I think people are looking up Colby Covington titles. Right, but last week I literally said Colby would have the next shot, and then he's in London weighing in. Well, I did say it couldn't happen. I just didn't agree with it more than yeah. uh, more than anything. But credit to you. I mean, they call you Mystic. <laughs> uh, I got a Mystic Mac. Can't say Mystic Mac. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um. He Jay. said he cut 18 pounds in one day. Do you believe him at all? Yeah. That's I, wild. I don't know because I, I always thought he was like a smaller welterweight. Like he was always pretty close to. He is. He said he only gets up to 185, but this he said he was at a Donald Trump buffet, and that's why he got up <laughs> to 180. That's why he got up to 188. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Dude, I'll say this right now. Like I've said, I'm a huge fan of Sean Strickland. I've been a huge fan of, of Colby Covington for a very long time. He's funny. He does He's it for me, funny. man. He, he makes me laugh the same way that Chael makes me laugh. I like when he yells, you're dead. You're dead. It's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> There's so much anger behind it. It's like, yeah, I believe you. I like what when he talks about. You're dead? I like when he talks about his bedroom cardio with his porn star <laughs> mamacitas. Yeah, it's just like silly. I'm not silly. Sometimes he goes a little far. But some of the stuff is just like it's, yeah. It's just funny. The the in the press conference, the all the British reporters were asking him how he was going to get it done against Leon, and he was like, "Well, have you seen the Revolutionary War?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. It's going historical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's only one copy coming to man. And there's only one Salvador the Ox Garcia. Yeah, and there's only <laughs> one chance for you to like, subscribe, follow. <laughs> And uh, share this. And that chance is right now. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace.